After constantly being bombarded with emails, phone calls, and text messages on a daily basis asking, what would you do? Sometimes it's an, oh crap, I made a mistake, help me. And sometimes it's just a question about the latest technology and do we feel it's worth the investment? We want to help answer all of these questions. So welcome to What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. We'll be interviewing experts in the industry to help answer the questions that you desire to know the answers to. And now, it's time for What Would Larry Do? featuring Dr. Ann. Hello, and welcome to What Would Larry Do? I am Dr. Ann, and I am here with Larry Helwig. And today, we're going to talk about the valley of death between two peaks. This is one of Larry's favorite topics, <laughs> which most of you are probably wondering, what the hell does that mean? So there's an epidemic going on in Scottsdale, and I'm sure in other areas this is happening too. But we have older women who are getting breast augmentations, but not taking care of the skin on their décolleté. They are now walking around with their low-cut shirts, low-cut dresses to show off their new implants, but the old damaged skin on top of the implants is also on showcase. So talk about showing their true age. And this we see all the time. Literally, this is one of my favorite stories. This is the perfect example of Larry and his ability to sell things. But we had a lady show up at our office, and she's coming to our office at our front desk, and she's cold calling us, trying to sell us something. And partway through the conversation, Larry's like, I just have to, I just got to stop you. And he said, do you really go out in public with your chest looking like that? <laughs> And what happened from there, Larry? <laughs> well, of course, she was like, what in the world are you doing, you know, talking to me like that and the whole <laughs> thing. But what I want you to do is just imagine you have brand new implants. They're absolutely beautiful. You want to show them off. And your face looks really good. Like your face has had some work and it's nice, nice work and really looks good. And so your eyes travel, and being a guy, where are my eyes going to go? Uh, naturally, <laughs> they, you know, they go... Somewhere downwards. Yeah, they go to the Twin Peaks. And so what do you see in between? You know, and I mean, we talked about last week that if you fix one problem, whatever's left behind looks worse, and that's that's where your eyes go. And so, you know, I, I you, you'd want to sit and stare at beautiful new breasts, but it continually forces you, you know, you, you're looking at skin that looks very, very old as compared to anything else. And so if the face looks 30, but the skin between the breasts looks 70, somehow that doesn't fit, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know how people do that. I mean, it's, it's like doing a real good job on your face and never doing your neck or chest. And, you know, your face is in one decade and your neck and chest is an entirely different decade. And that's exactly what I saw. And so I really made her look at it. You know, we got to a mirror and I said, okay, now you tell me if I'm not correct. And she said, yeah, I, I've noticed it. Well, you know, if she's noticing it, everyone's noticing it. <laughs> and it's like, why would you do that? So you don't have to. That's the point is yeah. be critical of things like that. If you're investing, you know, 4000 5000 6000 7000 to get 
a particular look, but the part that is really inexpensive to fix, you leave. Yeah. It's like, why would you do that? I mean, why, if you're going to, because you you know your eyes are going to go to the to the other area. And so if well, you're... especially if they're wearing low-cut shirts to show it off. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, again, Scottsdale, Orange County, California, you know, <laughs> L.A., the whole thing. That, that is what this is about. And you do see it a lot. And we're seeing it more and more and more frequently. So it's just more of a common sense. Take a look. Does it match? Does the whole look come together? Does, does my skin age look like my body age? Uh, does everything fit? Because if it doesn't, whatever is not working, does not fit in that picture, is going to stand out like you know a sore thumb. So just be aware. Pay, pay attention to it. Look in the mirror. Be a little bit critical of it. And don't get cheap on the last thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, God, you can fix that so easy. I know, so, right? Anyway. So for our listeners who might not be aware of it, what is the decollete area? Well, what is the chest? And <coughs> so sorry. Uh, what most people do is, like if you made a big V, kind of from the bone up by your neck called the clavicle, and you kind of make a V between the two breasts, um, that area is called the, kind of the decollete area. And um, so when people do treatments for photofacial, for instance, mm-hmm. just to get rid of some of the reds and the browns and the pigment and all that so it's nice and clean looking, um, you know, that's that's an area to treat. And then if if there is pigment up on the breast, you go up on the breast and treat that pigment or the, that vascular at the same time so there's no demarcation. You don't want something standing out and looking odd. And uh, so you, you treat that area. But that's a decollete. And uh, there's a lot of things that can go wrong there. So what causes the primary aging of the skin here? Well, sun. Yeah. You know, that, that's <laughs> going to be the number one cause. It gets sun all the time. I mean, it's very easy. And, you know, we sometimes we get a little casual about protecting that area. And or we're showing off that area and exposing it mm-hmm. and in, in what bathing suits or whatever we have. And uh, and a lot of times we'll take time to put sunblock on the face, but not the neck and chest. Yeah, or decollete. So such a big mistake, you know. Or even as simple as wearing a hat. I was uh, out on the lake with several of my girlfriends, and we're all sitting on the back of the boat. And one of my girlfriends has her daughter with us, who's a teenager, and she's you know we're all sitting there, and all of a sudden she's looking at all of us, and she said, "How come you're the only one who doesn't have any spots or wrinkles on your chest?" <laughs> Which I was instantly horrified because all of the girls immediately look at me and then I'm like, pretty much they all just got insulted. And I said, because sunscreen is important, honey, and you should be putting it on now while you still look good. But I'm also sitting out there, sunscreen, hat, protecting myself. You know, anytime I go to the beach, doesn't mean I don't go out there, but I'm very cognizant of it. And with all of us being, you know, in about a 10-year age range, I was literally the only one out there who did not have any sun damage or any wrinkles on my chest. And if you think about it, it, you know, we get sun 300 plus days of the year. In Arizona. So you're going to get more sun by accident than most people get on purpose. So just kind of keep that in mind. I think Mm -hmm. that's probably come out in other podcasts, but it's very important to keep that in mind, how damaging the sun is to your skin. And I want you to think about 
the skin on your neck and chest mm-hmm. or a decollete. Thin, very thin skin. It's not like what's on your face or other areas of your body. This is extremely thin skin, and it doesn't take so much to damage it. And so you may start with a little bit of discoloration and pigment or things like that. But as you have noticed, if you've looked, people have fine lines. Mm -hmm. It becomes what we call crepiness. And the fine lines can expand. And it really does not look good. It's It's not a good look at all. And that's why we say, you know, and sometimes it's just doing everything in the right sequence. What if before you had your implants, you came to a facility uh, that does these kind of treatments and let them really clean it up, tighten it up, make it nice and smooth, make that whole decollete area look fantastic. So now when you get your implants, wow, it mm-hmm. all fits and it all goes together. And I mean, that's, it's just, people think, well, God, I'm going to go get my implants. I want implants, you know, and you'd. So sometimes we put the cart before the horse. Really a mistake in this case. Do everything in the right sequence, and it comes out beautiful. So what are some of the primary types of aging you typically see on the decollete area? Well, like the pigment. That's yep. a, that's the first thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, I, I tend to call them liver spots or age spots. Whatever <laughs> you hate the most, that's the word I'm going to use. Yeah. Because What I'm, about if they call them freckles? Yeah, that's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Uh, that's if you're an adolescent you know (laughs) really freckles that goes away and you know if you think about someone who really is young very young and has freckles that's someone that's usually of irish descent or fair skin Mm -hmm. and what do they do they want to get a tan like their friends they lay out in the sun and all of a sudden, those freckles get darker, and they get bigger. And pretty soon, they sort of blob together. And, you know, so they transform, and they are no longer cute little freckles that you had when you were young. Those are truly age spots or liver spots, and they don't match the rest of your skin at all. So the contrast becomes much more dramatic as you get more sun if you have freckles when you're young, you know, all of a sudden you have these dark spots all over your body with light skin. Because when you try to tan, your light skin does not tan, Mm-mm. does not happen. You'll burn, but it's not going to tan. But the freckles will get darker, much darker and get bigger. And so, you know, the, the whole idea is if you have something like that, it ages you because it absorbs light. And you may have heard in other podcasts, if you absorb light, you look old. If you reflect light, you look young. Mm -hmm. That's why children look so young. I mean, they're reflecting all the light. But as you get old, you get all these spots and you get some vessels and you get some fine lines. And then these photons of light hit your skin. And, you know, a, a fine line to a photon, that's like the Grand Canyon, right? <laughs> the photon goes in and never comes out. It's not reflected. That's absorbed. All this light is absorbed. And when you absorb light, you look old. And that's why you see on television and photography and things like that, young people only have one set of lights. 
As you get older, there's two sets, then three sets, and four sets of lights. And pretty soon there's no room for the frickin' camera. <laughs> it's all lights. Because you are old and you have lines and wrinkles and pigment and vascular and all of the issues that you really don't want to have, and that's all going to absorb light. So the camera, to get a good photo, needs more light because your skin is absorbing all the light in the room, right? <laughs> so if you suck like up black all the hole. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's exactly what happens. And so as you make your skin clean and clear, you get rid of all the red on your chest. You get rid of the brown on your chest. Without implants, you look younger, you look better, it looks wonderful right to begin with. Now add the implants to it, now you have a great look. Mm -hmm. So besides pigment, the other thing that I hate the most there is the texture. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that texture that happens on the chest. You briefly brought it up, but that's that crepey skin. Well, there's nothing like rubbing your hand over the decollete and feeling sandpaper. (laughs) You know, your your hand is just, just rough, and it's like, what is this? Oh, God. So don't go there, right? I mean, you know, oh, this is like a scouring pad, you know. It's So it it does. It, it gets very rough, mm-hmm. and again, you know, your skin has these cells that protect it, the outer layer of the tissue that is supposed to recycle, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're young, it recycles about every 28 days, stratum corneum. And that's the outer layer, and it recycles. And so then you have new all the time. But when you get as old as me, it recycles about once a year. <laughs> so, so old people need to exfoliate. Mm-hmm. And you need to do things to shed that old outer layer of dead. Because if you're putting product on and you're putting on dead, old, tired skin, you know, how likely is that to get absorbed? Yeah. And so it's a good idea to go ahead, exfoliate, do do some. There's a, We have all kinds of treatments for tightening and smoothing, but that's a good starting point for everyone. Well, and besides that crepey skin where it's like you can just, you know, push the skin together and see it all just like wrinkled. Uh, just basically like tissue paper or like crepe paper. Yeah. Um, the other thing are the what I like to call the sleeping lines that happen right there on that decollete area. So if women naturally have larger breasts or if they have implants and they tend to sleep on their side, they end up with these crevices down the center of the decollete that are all pretty much pointing towards the center of their breasts, right where everything forms together, and they're the sleeping lines. And these drive me nuts because they get so deep on women. I mean, you're talking about the Grand Canyon that absorbs light. These lines can become super deep. And then even when they're not sleeping or laying flat, they cannot get rid of these. And so... We used to sell these artificial hands that would keep them apart for when you slept. (laughs) They weren't hands, of course. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was just going to say, people are going to think you're serious. No, it's just... It was a sticker. Yeah. You you put, you'd stick these... um, It was a sticker in the shape of a V, and it would literally stick on the chest right to where it's coming to the decollete and the point of the breast, curve out over them, come up to the collarbone and all the way around, and it would hold that skin flat. So even when they slept on their side, the skin wouldn't wrinkle, and they still sell those out there. Yeah. So We stopped selling them. We'd rather treat, but... 
they they are there and they are you know they're disposable so you're buying a new set every month yeah and some people you know had a hard time with that but but anyway they do work well and, and it's, it's a prevention thing the fact of the matter is is you and I can do all kinds of treatments that we're going to talk about to get rid of them but if the sleeping lines are created by them sleeping they have to prevent it either by these stickers or my favorite is have you seen the booby pillows no <laughs> Okay, well, whoever had the bright idea, I think it was on um, one of the big vendors online that sells stuff. And it's a little pillow, you know, it's like a a long oval-shaped almost pillow that goes in between the breasts so it keeps them apart so they're not squishing up and doing that. But they colored it like flesh color with a pink center. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) It was a long cylinder that you would stick between your boobs. (laughs) Oh. Now, do you use one of those? Do uh, I use a booby pillow? Yeah. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have the flesh-colored one with the pink center, though. <laughs> so Dr. Ann is well endowed here, and um, so she separates her uh, twins uh, every night with a uh, special uh. pillow. And uh, But I think the key is, is that... It's I think just, you made me blush for admitting that on air. <laughs> Uh, but so, hey, prevention is key. And I look at the booby pillows or the stickers as like Botox, right? You have to do your Botox, your Dysport, your Javot in order to stop the frown lines. And then you have to do other procedures to get rid of any static lines. That's the same thing. So they have to do something to prevent it if they are a side sleeper and they have large breasts. So Right. But another thing I didn't follow up on is vascular Oh, yeah. Every female chest has vessels. I know. You're going to pick on me for that one, too. I, yeah, you're loaded. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, people can't always see them. Um, but if you take your finger, push against your chest, look in a mirror, and then release your finger, if it blanches, so in other words, if it's white, white, and then it fills up with blood, that's, you don't need that. I mean, that's, that's not normal. And, you know, that's chronic sun exposure to get that on your face, neck, or chest. And you can do that anywhere, and you can always do your own self-exam. Mm-hmm. But if it's white when you release your finger, that means you've pushed all the blood out of these blood vessels that are not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that is something, and those vessels continually enlarge. They just get bigger and bigger on their own. And you really don't want those. And mm-hmm. we have a device that looks through your skin. So we magnify them so that it's really easy for you to see exactly what you have there. But that is something that you also want to get rid of. And mm-hmm. the way you get rid of those with the same device that gets rid of the brown age spots. Yeah. So you do that all at the same time. But it's very helpful because, again, it's going to brighten up your skin tremendously. Yeah, and I think that red chests are actually even more of an epidemic than the brown spots. Yeah. Because every single woman, if she's in her at least late 30s to early 40s, has some sort of red on her chest. And they don't realize it. They think it's a leftover sunburn or it's from when I went on that cruise or no. Actually, those are broken capillaries. And he's right. If you take that magnifier by 30 times and you hold it on your chest, it literally looks like a bunch of tiny red worms all over. And those are those broken capillaries that are super tiny. So all together, they just look like one big red mass. And I always have to fight against that because I have rosacea. So I'm prone to getting those. So Larry always likes to pick on my chest. (laughs) 
I know there's a lot of things you're about to say right uh, now, but he's uh, trying to maintain. <laughs> okay, which one do I go with? <laughs> Anyways, we'll take a, a slide step forward from there. So now that we've been talking about all the things that happen to the decollete, what can we do to repair it? And the first thing I always like to bring up is surgery is not really an option for decollete. There's nowhere that you can effectively cut and hide a scar to pull the skin tight here that you wouldn't be able to see it. It is completely different for neck and face. They can hide the scars well, but um, there's nowhere that we can really hide that. So pigmentation issues, Larry, we've been talking about all the pigmentation issues. What is your favorite treatment for pigmentation? Well, as I mentioned, I think photofacial. Because it's just easy, it works, um, you know, everyone's a little different how they use their device. We're pretty aggressive with it, mm-hmm. and we really want to see changes. We That's that's important, and I think, you know, you have a lot of targets, so you're always looking at someone, a lot of reds, a lot of browns. What can we do to safely start removing that? And I think safely is the key here because, again, mm-hmm. thin skin, that tissue is going to get hot. So knowing how to do it is critical uh, so that you don't create a burn. So you do have to know how to do it and how to do it carefully, but also aggressively enough that you can get, you know, kill both the red and the brown so that this looks fantastic. And I think that's the best way to do it Yeah. Uh, as far as reds and browns. Yeah, I agree. And the photofacials are fantastic because they hit reds and browns in the same treatment and you can knock it out. I think this is the number one thing that women should be doing on a regular basis, even just to maintain their chest. It is easy. There's no downtime. There's no special aftercare creams, ointments, anything like that. So I think that this is one of the top treatments that women can do for their decollete to help it look younger. That's right. And uh, another thing that you can do, there's other treatments that mm-hmm. you can do for that. Um, uh, scarlet. Uh, scarlet and also just microneedling. Yes. But but if you t- if you say scarlet, uh, scarlet for us is microneedling with radio frequency. Mm-hmm. So you, it does multiple things at the same time. Yep. You remove some of the pigment. You tighten the skin. You can help with the reds by coagulating those blood vessels. And you also uh, texture. It's fabulous for texture. So you sort of gain on multiple grounds, multiple areas with it. And if you follow that with exosomes, Mm -hmm. which would be like a huge advancement over PRP or even PRF, um, that really enhances the treatment. I think another one is just plain microneedling, mm-hmm. you know, where you do microneedling semi-aggressively. And um, because if you put a hole in the tissue, where you put that hole gets replaced with newer, healthier tissue. And so you do remove not not so much of the red, but definitely the brown. Fabulous for tightening and collagen. Fabulous for texture, mm-hmm. abnormal texture. And so you get those benefits. And then if you, again, add exosomes or something like that, which is a component of the stem cell, you add that to it, big bonus. So I think, you know, and again, a lot of times you can stack these technologies where you might do photofacial and then immediately follow with another technology. Yeah. 
And you're right. So photofacial is great for pigment. I feel like microneedling can also treat pigment, especially when combined with hydroquinone or other things. The microneedling with RF definitely helps with pigment and with the red and vascular issue. But as far as the texture goes, we know both types of microneedling are great for texture. The other thing I also love for that area is RF skin tightening. Just your plain, regular RF skin tightening for stimulating collagen. And I feel like it can be great for smoothing out that tissue. And again, no downtime with it. And the benefit of RF skin tightening is it's not limited on Fitzpatrick skin types. So you can treat all skin types one through six safely with RF. Right. And the other thing is it, it works beautifully there, but you can also do the breast with it. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is maybe you have implants, they're eight years old, whatever. What if you can bring the nipple and areola up and make them more perky, okay? So it's almost like getting new breasts with Mm -hmm. just doing skin tightening. So you can skin tighten right over the breast. You can skin tighten the decollete. You can make it all look even, and nice. Mm-hmm. You can photofacial over the breast, photofacial over the decollete. Anything that's putting energy in is a bonus. And so I think you can get really nice outcomes with all of that. Yep. And right. even even with implants in, that's, you know, it's not a problem nope. and that's not contraindicated. Still very safe. Um, the other one that you and I do a lot, but it is limited on the Fitzpatrick skin types that you can treat, is resurfacing. Yeah. So t- typically we prefer fractional resurfacing. We do both full field and fractional, but I feel like for the neck and decollete, because you cannot go as aggressive on those areas or they will scar, we typically do a fractional resurfacing to improve that area. Um, but any of these last few treatments that we've been talking about for texture take a series. It doesn't matter if it's resurfacing, microneedling, um, or RF skin tightening. It takes a series to really get that decollete where you want it because we always have to go what I like to call low and slow. We have to do uh, safer settings and go a little bit slower so that we don't burn or scar that really thin skin there. And as you do it, people tend to get better results sooner. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of increasing that fibroblast formation, having creating more collagen and elastin. And so I think, again, I, I've told the locomotive story before, and if you, you just think about it, that as you're doing treatments and your skin is actually being corrected, once corrected is not the time to stop. That's really the time to continue because now you are enhancing your correction. And that's really what it's all about is these enhancements because the enhancements are anti-aging so that you are starting to go in reverse where you are taking away the aging from your skin as fast or faster than your skin was aging. And so you can move the clock back substantially. So I think that's an important component. And all of these treatments that we've been discussing so far does that. Yes. They all help. Absolutely. And one of the ones that we haven't talked about, but is one of my favorites, and I do like to use this in combination with others using PDO threads. So I love using the smooth and twist PDO threads in areas like the neck and the decollete. They're so easy to pop in. They're so effective at stimulating that collagen and helping with that texture. 
And they're also safe for every skin type. So it allows me to be flexible on who I'm treating and, and what I can do with that area. Do you use barbs at all to give a bigger lift? You can use the barbs in certain areas on the chest, but it depends on the thickness of their skin. If they have that really thin, thin, crepey texture on the decollete, you'll see a barb through that skin. So you'll have to do a series of microneedling or RF skin tightening or resurfacing and smooth threads first before you can put a barb into lift. Yeah. Okay. No, a good point. And other things that are popular are using things like the polylactic acid, um, like Sculptra, or using radius and using it diluted in the chest. I choose not to use those because I have threads that are in, in my toolbox and I kind of prefer that in that area. But I do know that other practitioners do like to use those. So we know that there's a lot that people can do to correct it. But Larry, you just briefly brought it up. What needs to be done to maintain it? So now you've got that uh, aging train slowed down to where you want it. You've got your momentum going. What are some important things that they need to do to keep that momentum up? Well, uh, number one, every once in a while I'll come in for a treatment. So that's, you know, get your enhancement, do some enhancement from time to time because no matter what, you're aging. We're, mm-hmm. we're all aging, and whatever you don't do anything with is going to be noticeable. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have in a PowerPoint presentation, I have uh, a series of photos of Bridget Bardot. Yes. And, I mean, obviously, wow, she was hot. You know, and you look at her as a child, and then a little bit later, she's fabulous and fantastic, and it's just, each one is just great, and she's aging beautifully, and then, whoa, what happened? <laughs> uh, well, what happened was she just stopped, you know? If Took you a sharp st- turn downwards. It's, oh, it's like, I can't believe, you know, and then... And then take her, take her 30-year-old photo and put it next to the old, older photo, and it's like this isn't even the same person, Mm-mm. you know. And it's like, whoa, that's sad. Because it would not have taken that much to Mm-mm. continue on the exact same plane that she was on. And it would have been fabulous. She would have, she would have looked great all the way through. So anyway, that's true with anyone. Yes. And again, I, th- I think about it. We're living older. And we're doing more. We're active. You, uh, we're talking about decollete and chest. So maybe you have implants, or they're naturally, you know, fantastic. But in this climate, it's exposed, right? Everybody's more exposed than if you are living where mm-hmm. I'm from, back in South Dakota. You know, it's just uh, you. You can be pretty much exposed here for much of the year. Yeah. And so it's going to get more sun. There is going to be more likelihood of, of issues, but you can still have it look beautiful. And it starts always with sunblock. Yes. You, you, you have to put it on a, a quality sunblock. It's not that expensive. It's not, it's not. anything crazy. And that's got to look for that zinc oxide as your ingredient. It's, it's your protection, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, anything you're doing to protect your home, whatever you do to protect, you've got an alarm system, blah, 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 for your car, your home, your whatever, it's, it's all protection. Well, remember, your skin is the largest organ of the body. Uh, you can protect it or not protect it. But mm-hmm. if you don't protect it in Arizona, average 23% humidity, 300 plus days of sun, and a really dirty environment, Right. Mm-hmm. And so you you have to look at the big picture. 
between those three things, you're losing 2 to 3% collagen per year, right? So if you're not doing something, you know, for enhancement or maintenance, and you're not taking care of what you may have already done to, to correct, it's not going to last. So uh, I think starting off with sunblock is a really good idea. Yep, and I agree. So the most important things are sunblock, good skin care, and coming in for regular maintenance. And it doesn't matter which type of treatment you choose, whether it's RF skin tightening, microneedling, photofacial, whatever your practitioner and you have decided is the best for you is what you should do with maintenance. But before we close, it brings me up as we're talking about maintenance, and I know it's a slightly different area, but Larry and I were meeting with one of my patients last week, and she has been our patient now since 2017. If we pull her photos from 2017 until now, she is night and day difference, looks younger. She still really struggles with what I call the smile lines on the side of her face. So when you smile or you kind of get those wrinkles or what I like to call wings as they come out. And, you know, she's like, I still, I've been doing all this stuff and I still have these. So I was explaining to her, we have to keep working on it. There's not even surgery is going to be where you're just going to go have it done and then it's gone. So the fun part was, is I used to have those smile lines. But I actually pulled up a picture of myself that was about 13, 14 years old. So it was about 13, 14 years ago. And I had the same type of smile lines that she does now. But I don't have them anymore. And Larry had explained to her, but you have to realize Dr. Ann has been doing this stuff for 12 years. I don't do anything that's surgical. I don't do anything that's crazy. But I do regular maintenance with photofacials, with microneedling. And I do put PDO threads in them a couple times a year. So now when I smile, I do not have those lines anymore. And 14 years ago, I did. So, but it's regular maintenance. So this is a perfect example of getting older and looking better at an older age than at a younger age. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not common, you see. Everybody comes in and if they're 40, they have a skin age of 50. If they're 50, they have a skin age of 65. That type of thing is not unusual. That in Arizona, mm-hmm. especially in Arizona. Yes. Uh, you know, other areas of the country might be different, but that is what we see. And so what if you completely reverse that? I mean, you're talking about a 20-year turnaround, you know, over the last 13 years for Anne. So mm-hmm. that's dramatic. You know, you've, you've changed. You should be, you know, 13 years older, which, again, every year that you get older, you're aging faster. Yes. Right. That's why you wake up and all of a sudden, what the hell is this? I, I didn't see this a year ago. Right. That's it. Because you are aging faster. So you're aging much faster this year than you did last year. And next year, guess what? It's, you know, it's a runaway locomotive. So that is what's happening. It gains momentum. Well, for Anne, she has momentum going in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And that momentum carries through. And so you can anti-age again as fast or faster than most people are aging by doing the right things. And again, she's got the advantage. She's got all the toys and tools and everything at the office. And not everybody has that. But it's yeah. just like anything. You have to make a commitment to it. If it's important to you that, you know, the largest organ of your body is being taken care of, then, then you know, you take care of it and you will get the benefit of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm diligent on my sunscreen. You know, you will never see me come back from a beach vacation with a tan or a sunburn. So I am very careful about that. 
Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. And I usually ask Larry what his word of advice is. But for today, I already know that that's probably maintenance. <laughs> well, it is. It is or maintenance. Enhancement. enhancement. Take care of the twins. You know, <laughs> let the give let, them some love. Yep. Give the give the girls some love and and but but take care of that valley of death. You know, <laughs> don't don't expose it. Fix it. You know, exposing that is a is a nightmare. And uh, for everyone, don't go there. You can fix it. You can make it beautiful. Let it match. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to What Would Larry Do? Featuring Dr. Ann. Hear it live each week here or anytime 24-7 on demand at StarWorldWideNetworks.com.